Well, thank you, John. And it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. My name's Jeff. I, I uh, go with my wife, Priscilla, and my two boys, Joel and Reese, who are eight and five. Uh, we go to live streams. We've been coming here since uh, early 2020 when we came back from Australia. Uh, I've been asked by Vestry to come and talk to you about uh, giving. And um, they said to me in the middle of the week, you have to have an image. And I said, I don't know what the image would be. So they chose one for me, which I thought was nice and inspiring. Um, let's talk about money. I'm not sure it goes together. And if I was going to choose an image, I think I would have chosen that one. Because look, we, we are not and we don't want to be a church that talks about money very often. It's not an easy topic to talk about. Uh, but money is an important part of our individual lives as followers of Christ. And it's also a part of our life together. So from time to time, it is necessary that we talk about the elephant in the room. So I'm just going to talk about, do four things today. I want to talk first of all about um, why we give and how we give. I need to talk to you then about our parish situation, and I then want to ask, um, what can we do? And, and for those of you who are able and willing, what can you do about it? And I want to just start by making it clear, this is a message for those who are able and willing. Um, I will be asking you at the end to think about what you're giving to, to the church on a regular basis and whether you can increase that. If you are not able or not willing to do that, um, if, if, if you are giving an amount and, and you're not able to increase that because of your situation, then thank you for what you do. And we're not asking you to be under any pressure. We don't want people to be under financial pressure at all. So this is a message, as I say, for those who are able and willing. But first of all, I think it's important for all of us to think about money. Uh, and I really do want to just um, uh, come off, uh, work from the text that we had today um, what we do with our giving is a reflection of this greatest command. We shall love the Lord with all our heart and all our soul and strength, and we shall love our neighbor as ourselves. Ultimately, that is why we give. Um, so our giving is primarily an act of worship towards God. Uh, I think even then we can break it down into to, to two things. It's Giving is an act of, of worship. Primarily we give because God is worthy. But our giving is also an act of spiritual discipline. It's something that's, in a sense, it's directed at ourselves. We give to God because it's good for us. Money is seductive. We know that. We All of us are faced with the temptation to want more, to have more, and to put our trust in money. And by giving to God, it is a way of saying to ourselves and to God, everything I own is yours. Ultimately, I'm a follower of you. Nothing I have is for me. Uh, I have laid everything down and I give you this portion to say that money will not own me. Ultimately, my allegiance to is to you and my trust is in God. So it's an important thing as Christians that we do for ourselves. Uh, secondly, we the other reason that we give, and there's a lot we could say about why we give, but the, the main reason I think is we give because there are things beyond us and our immediate families that are inherently valuable. And giving is a way of recognizing that value. It's a way of loving our neighbor, loving our community. Now, throughout history, the church has, has prioritized giving to the mission of God, the, the giving to the, the, the spreading of the word, and giving to the poor. And that's how Christians became known. When in the Roman Empire, where we were born, you know, Christians were the ones that would go around and collect up children from the side of the gutter where they were left to die and bring them and look after them. Christians during the pandemics that swept Rome 
were the ones that would take care of the poor. And in doing so, that became noticed because in, in the ancient world, that was totally countercultural. Um, that was not what you did. So uh, th those are the things that we historically give to the mission of Christ and the poor. But actually, I know that you will give to many things within our society. I know that you'll give to the arts, to culture, to sport. Uh, we give to, to environmental causes. And all of those are good things to do. They are all good thing, good ways of loving our neighbour. I mean, my son plays cricket down at the Elmwood Club in new cricket nets that have been recently built because a, a number of us in the community, people including some here, have put a lot of time and money into raising money for that. And so they, they are good things. So I want to recognise that there are many things that we give to, um, including church. So we give as an act of worship and we give to love our neighbour, to recognise those around us. How do we give? Well, the first point I want to make is that we give freely. None of us are under any compulsion to give. It's a decision that we make for ourselves. We are not a church that preaches that you must give 10% of your income. And, and I personally believe that that's a, that is a wrong message. To say that you must is, is not a good reading of Scripture. But equally, we see the 10% principle all throughout scripture, and that is something that many of us, including myself, have used as a yardstick um, throughout since I've started earning. 10% is a good amount. Um, now, some of you can give more than that. Some of you can't give more than that, and, and you shouldn't. But 10% is, is really a number that is, is, is biblical and says that our giving is significant. It's a significant part of, of what we do with our money. So giving freely. Secondly, we give wisely. And there's a, there's a couple of components that we, we want to make sure our giving is effective. But really what I'm getting at there is that giving should be planned. We should plan our giving, taking into account all the things that we need, all the responsibilities we have. And it's part of our whole financial package. What are we earning? What are we spending? Are we spending wisely? What are we saving? What are we investing? So for 20-year-olds, if I'm talking to them, I'm talking about have you, you should be thinking about your retirement now. You should be making sure that you're saving for a car and for a house. Giving should be a component of our whole financial picture. Uh, if we're on a, a fixed income, if we're retired, then giving wisely will be making sure that we know that we've got enough for what we need. So we give freely, we give wisely, but we also give biblically. If we're giving biblically, we give sacrificially. So that means that our giving should cost us something. We don't give in a token way. It should matter. And, I, and as you can see, these three principles will all have an interplay, and, and it's up to us as individuals and as families, if that's our situation, to think about how we balance that. Uh, I guess one way to think about it is what are our needs and what are our wants? And certainly as a parish, we're not uh, asking anyone and we don't want anyone to give in a way that compromises their needs. And I'm not just talking about bread on the table, I'm talking about wider responsibilities. But I would say that our giving should be affecting our wants. In other words, when we give, we should be conscious, I think, of things that we would like to have, but we are not having because we are choosing to give. And I think if we're not conscious of that, then we need to have a think. I mean, just like we're here today, um, we could be doing other things for the couple of hours that we're going to be here. We are sacrificing some time. And I think with our giving, to give sacrificially, um, we should be thinking about that. Am I actually giving something up? Am I, is this costing me something? 
And if the answer to that is no, well, then maybe that's an area we need to think about. So our parish situation. Uh, I won't go through all of this, but you can see there's our parish income, 529000 That's what we're budgeting for this financial year that began on 1 April. So from 1 April this year right through until end of March next year. Our budget is we are budgeting $420,000 in giving. It's 80% of our income. We have some other income in other areas. They're pretty small. You can see fundraising there, we've budgeted on getting 31000 That is a tough ask um, this coming year because we're not going to have the garden tour. So I don't think we'll get to that. And fundraising is an important part of what we do, but it's a pretty small amount, as you can see, of our income. What do we spend? Well, we're budgeting this year on spending 652000 which is $5,000 less than we've spent in this year just gone. And you can see there where it goes. Uh, I've shown you um, that those, those highlighted, yellow highlighted portions, they include staff costs. So for example, when we say we spend 16% on children, youth, and young adults, that includes the cost of the youth worker, the cost of the children's worker. That's where our money goes. Now, for those of you who can remember the last slide, you'll see that there's a bit of a mismatch there. Um, I should say to actually before I move on, in the Anglican Church, the cost of our buildings are completely separate. So the costs of the hall refurbishment are being paid out of other funds that the parish has to, to pay for new buildings. So um, buildings and operational funds are totally separate. So the challenge we've got operationally is this, and it, it, it's historic. Um, for the 2020-21 year, we would have made a $60,000 operational deficit. So we would have spent $60,000 more than we earned. Uh, in the end, our actual deficit was only 5000 because we got the, the government wage subsidy. We qualified for that, so the government gave us 56000 In 21-22, our deficit has been 90000 Now, it's not so bad because we got a bequest for 40000 but we don't want to be spending bequests on operational funding. It's not what we want to do. So our actual deficit was 50000 but operationally it was ninety. For this coming year, we are forecasting a deficit of 122,000. And that's partly why I'm here. We cannot carry on like that, and we simply won't be. So if we do, we will run out of money probably about midway through next year, although there is some debate around that. So what that means is that in July or August of this year, Vestry is going to have to take some really hard look, a really hard look at what we're doing. Um, if we ran on present course and speed, which I hope we won't, but if we did, we would have to make cuts and they would be meaningful cuts. Uh, we don't know what, where they will be, but they will be things that matter. So this, uh, there is some urgency um, with the situation. We have since received some gifts, so we're not in a panic. Uh, we're not going to panic, but we equally, we're not going to let things continue to run. It would just be irresponsible. So that is our situation. The second challenge that we have is our giving. We have about 220 regular givers, but most give $20 a week or less, uh, and the median, median amount is about $15 a week. Only 38 people in our parish give $50 or more per week. And of those 38, uh, there are 10, only 10, so 28 plus 10 is 38, only 10 give more than $100 a week. Now, um, my wife and I, because of my wife's job, we've been moving. We're permanent now and permanently settled in Christchurch, but we moved basically every year for about eight years. 
So we got to be in great Anglican churches in Auckland. Uh, we spent a year in Melbourne, an Anglican church there, and a year in Geelong, and uh, an Anglican church. And when in Dunedin, we've had two stints there. We've been in a Presbyterian church, which is what you do, I think, when you're in Dunedin. So we've we've been part of some really great churches. I have to say, given my experience, our level of giving is staggeringly poor. The fact that only 38 people are giving $50 um, more per week, I have never encountered that. And we simply cannot have a healthy parish um, if so few of us are giving significant amounts. That is a challenge more for my generation who are earning. Uh, I know that many of you will be on fixed incomes. And, and again, I really want to emphasize if uh, for many of us and many of you, giving 10 or $15 a week is a sacrificial amount. But for many of us, it is not. And I think there is a challenge here. Um, ultimately, what we give is up to us. But if we continue to give at this level, we will not have a healthy parish, and we're going to notice that quite starkly in a few months. So there is a degree to which we are saying, particularly to my generation and younger, hey, what are you giving? Is it sacrificial? Is it, is it wise as well? Uh, this is an area that we need to look at. So what do we do? Well, I, I guess the first thing I did want to say is uh, for all of you who are giving, and I recognize that um, some of us have lots of time and not so much money, so we give in time. Um, giving in time and giving in money, they are all important and really great ways of, of giving. So thank you for those of you, and, and many of you, most of you I know, do give really generously in all sorts of ways. Thank you for those of you who are giving. Secondly, we do want to say if St Barnabas is your home church, if you come here and, and this is, is your church and you're not currently giving a regular amount, we would ask you if you're willing and able to consider doing that. The reason I'm talking about regular giving is because whilst it's nice to get bequests or nice to get the odd bit of money in the, in the, in the plate, if money is regular, we know that it's coming in so we can plan to use that. Now, if you start to give regularly and you find for whatever reason you have to stop, that's totally fine. You're not under any commitment. If your circumstances change or you just don't want to, you can stop. But for us, looking at the big picture, when we're looking at, at how much money we've got, the regular giving is what we look at to think we can plan spend this or we can't spend, we have to cut here. So that's why I'm talking about envelope or regular direct credit giving. So if you aren't doing that, we would ask you to consider that. Secondly, if you are giving on a regular basis, uh, and if you can, we would ask you to consider increasing what you are giving, if you're able. Uh, for those of you who need the details, the, the parish, if, if you want to give, if you've never done that for the first time, the account details are in the Mooring Post and they're also on the web, the homepage. Um, if you do start to give a regular amount, it would be great if you could please email Marion at the office and tell her um, that you are giving and give her your details. That way, at the end of every financial year, we can send you a tax certificate. As most of you will know, the government gives you 33% back of everything that you give to any charity, including the church. And what the government is really saying is, thanks for giving. It's important that you do. We don't want you to pay tax on that amount you've just given. So here's your tax back that you paid. 
So we'd ask you to take that rebate into account when you decide what to give. Some people give more knowing they'll get the rebate or some people give what they want to give and then give the rebate to the church. Again, what you do there is totally up to you, but just be aware that that's there. There are other ways to give, of course, in terms of bequests as well. I just want to emphasize that this, again, it's a challenge for those who are willing and able to give. Um, we are not asking those who can't or shouldn't to increase their giving. There, there are enough of us in this parish who have enough to carry this load. Um, if you are able to carry the load, I'd ask you to do so. So thank you. I'm tempted to say we've got a minute. Is, are there any questions before I, I just conclude? Okay, well, look, thank you very much for your time. I'm just going to give us a moment just to, to think for ourselves um, how we want to respond to that, and then I'll just conclude by praying.